Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Jared Kirkwood, your host for today. So before we get into today's reading, just as yesterday and for the next several days, just want to issue a little warning here that this content may not be suitable for some of our younger listeners. So this might be a good time to take a moment and pause and pick back up when you feel it's appropriate. Okay, today's reading is Proverbs 30, 18 through 20. It says this, there are three things that are too amazing for me. Four that I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the sky, the way of a snake on a rock, the way of a ship on the high seas, and the way of a man with a young woman. This is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I've done nothing wrong. Okay, so in this passage, we start to get a sense of what it looks like for sex as consumption, as Keller writes in his devotion. And it's important that we look at this because we do live in a world where sexual promiscuity is all around us. And this right here is a beautiful picture of contrasts, isn't it? You see beautiful things contrasted with a jarring picture of sexual promiscuity, which really does mean that the world that you and I live in is very similar to the world in which this passage was written, where there is a contrast of beautiful things with very confusing things that can turn quite dark very quickly. You see, what um, the, the author of Proverbs here does is he relates sexual promiscuity with sloppy eating, which I'm not sure if there's a more vivid image. Actually, in the next couple of days, we're going to look at a couple of vivid images of how this uh, uh, plays out, this sexual promiscuity. But sloppy eating sure is an interesting one, isn't it? You get a picture of devouring consuming with no regard to manners, and then when finished, it's wiped away and it's forgotten. So why is this important? Well, for me, it's because it's really common today for people to believe or even say this idea like, what's a big deal? It's just sex. Like, what's the big deal? Like, it's just sex. And that phrase, it's just sex, is a really damaging one. Because as you and I know, it's never just sex. You can never completely separate sexual desire from the emotional implications. Your sexuality is meant to be cherished and shared within a loving marriage relationship. And so it's a very dangerous trap if we start to say it's just sex. In fact, I would argue that if you find yourself in a place where you're just believing that, like it's just sex, it's not that big of a deal, you've drifted very far from God's original design. And that doesn't happen by accident and it doesn't happen quickly. In a couple of uh, later episodes, we're going to get into that a little bit further. But what I want you to catch here is that that's a trap, this idea of it being just sex, right? If it's just sex, then it's transactional and it's a needs-based pursuit. So Keller describes this um, as being essentially like a product that we consume. So sex becomes a product and a product is something useful. It's something that we need. It's also something that once we use it, they all end up in the same place. 
most products are going to end up in the trash before long, right? So not only will your sexual desires begin to move you towards the trash because that's where they're going to take you, inevitably you're going to end up going to the trash to fulfill that desire, which is this really fascinating concept that if we begin to treat our sexuality like a product that we consume, and then once we consume it, we throw away that product, we no longer need it, Well, then what we do is we start to build some strange connection with the product and no longer what the product was intended to do, meaning sex is not a product. Sex is not something that can be on the, quote, market. In fact, that's what Keller recommends, is that you don't consider sex as a product. It's not a thing to use or a thing to fill a need, but instead, if we take sex off of the market, we remove it from being a product where its value is determined by the market, it's not even in the market at all, then it's priceless. You can't put a price on it. So sex is priceless when it's preserved and enjoyed strictly within a marriage relationship. So as we kind of look at this passage, we hear this this, uh, proverb, this is a super challenging one for a lot of us. Because I would imagine that there are plenty of us listening that we have fallen into the habit or the trap of just saying, it's just sex. It's not that big of a deal. In fact, some people would probably mark it as a, a badge of, of, um, of uh, you know, maturity, that I'm able to separate sex from emotional attachment. But that's not at all what God intended. He never meant for you to separate the emotional attachment that comes from sexual activity. He intended for sex to be a way to supercharge an emotional connection within a marriage relationship. And so if the original design was emotional connection, why is it that we think that it's a badge of honor to be able to separate the emotional connection from the sexual act? It's never just sex because that's not how God designed it. And quite frankly, if it has become just sex for you, again, you have drifted quite far from what God created sex to be in the life of a human, right? So perhaps uh, the question for us remaining here today is just how has your thinking changed on that? Does this parable or, or this reading help us think a little bit different? It might be a good time to just take an audit of our own life and consider how have you diminished the value of sex in your life? How have you allowed its value to reduce, to be reduced down to something that has been stripped away of its emotional connection in your life, that it's become a transaction, just something that you treat like a vending machine? What I would ask you to do is that you would turn to God in this, that you would open up your heart and you would say, okay, God, I may not fully agree with all of this, but that, God, I want you to help me to see your heart for this. Perhaps it's even just asking God to help you better understand what the original design was for sex and that we might begin to take some steps towards redeeming that in our life today. None of us are too far gone. That's one of the most beautiful things about God. He doesn't give up on you. He's continuing to pursue you. And so what might it look like for us, even in our own sexuality, to stop and to say, all right, God, If you're pursuing me in this, help me to redeem, to restore where things have been broken. The good news is that's the business that God is in. He redeems and restores broken things. At least that's what he's done in my life and for millions of others. And I can promise you that's what he wants to do in your life today. And so allow me to pray for you as we close out today's episode. 
Father, we ask that as we're trying to work out the discrepancy between what biblical sexuality looks like and the world we live in, God, that divide is larger than we want to admit sometimes. God, we are so distant from what you have designed that we need you to build that bridge. We need you to close the gap. We need you to help us in our repentance, in our um, desire to have a depth of relationship with you that can heal and restore broken things. This area of sexuality is one that is deeply personal. And for some of us, it's embarrassing or humiliating. And so God, I pray that you would help us without a feeling of shame, but instead that our loving father who wants the best for us would come and heal and restore us. And so Lord, would you be with each of us as we are navigating our own lives, trying to figure out how to serve and live like Jesus so that father, we can have the life that you've intended for us anyway. God, we're grateful. We're grateful that you are with us, and we ask that you would be with us the rest of this day. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.